Hello, I'm Richard Edgar, and welcome to a slightly different CIO update this week. There's a bank holiday in the UK on Friday, so to get the recording to you earlier than usual, we've borrowed from a regular Tuesday morning call where Andrew McCaffrey, Chief Investment Officer, fields questions from Fidelity clients across Europe. This week, there's a real focus on the changing dynamics between bonds and equities and portfolios, but it starts, as ever, with a check-in on what Andrew has been observing in market activity over the last week. From a market sense, I think that we've got to a point where you know we've unwound the the panic. We've got uh, markets thinking sort of through equity markets, looking to what twenty twenty one will uh, will bring, um, and that uh, you know has brought about a degree of um, slightly more uh, balanced view, I would say, rather than necessarily overly bullish. I think that we may have seen the first signs of that trying to uh, develop as we um, came through that latter part of uh, of April. But you know now I think that the markets have to contend with uh, the fact that the economic data is remarkably uh, worrying across uh, you know many of the countries of the world. The time at which it will take to build back, even with this lockdown coming off, that the markets are now starting to think about well, what does that mean in phased uh, you know activity? How quickly can you um, uh, repair the, the damage that's been done to many um, businesses and how much support will that involve? Will this highlight, I think, you know, some of the things that we do need to consider that, you know, just in time, you know, that whole concept um, of having very little actually uh, available may have worked in one way at the moment in, in what's on, on inventory, but it means that, um, uh, you know, you have lots of challenges um, when, I mean, supply chains uh, from around the world have been facilitating um, elements of that production, um, you know, within uh, you know hours and days, and now have obviously been very badly handicapped. Um, so I, I think there's many aspects that the market now will start to uh, to have focus on in terms of the extent of the damage. Um, and my sense is from from that, and when we look to thinking about 2021 um, for uh, some of the equity markets, is that you know what is that earnings uh, loss? How sustained will that be? Uh, you know what is the the level that the markets should therefore be looking to. And, and I think that's where you will find that it will be challenging. It most probably creates you know, more of a, of a cap to the upside. But uh, you know, on the downside, it's going to be uh, you know, as that news flows through and as we get more information on the time to get back to, to normal, I think then that we start to see uh, markets um, you know, become much more challenged. And that, I think, is not a multi-day basis, it's a multi-week, uh, multi-month. Um, and so I think caution is, is therefore, especially at the levels we've um, recovered to, is extremely sensible. Um, and one should be uh, you know, having some cash and having more defensive qualities at this stage as we see uh, more information flow through. In line with our mandate, the Governing Council is determined to continue to support households and firms in the face of the current economic disruption in order to safeguard medium-term price stability. Accordingly, the Governing Council decided today to further ease the conditions on our targeted long-term refinancing operations. After comments from the European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde last week, what are the key challenges facing central banks in the coming months and over the much longer term? Here's Andrew again. I think that the um, uh, it's important to bear in mind that you know what we've already seen has had positive impact, uh, I think, uh, in two ways. One, in the sentiment of the willingness of both the size and speed to uh, to move. 
but actually that uh, the, the second one is uh, a very important one in that we've seen it directly addressing the liquidity issues that were occurring that were causing the panic that we saw uh, you know in March and so that sort of healing process that's coming out since then uh, you know is very important driven by what we've had from the, the authorities. Uh, looking ahead, I think that um, it will be a case of them assessing quickly and doing what's required as we have more information. But it's also important that uh, another factor uh, will be around building confidence, because one of the key issues that uh, obviously have been badly impacted at this stage is confidence to go back to certain activities, the confidence in what the environment is lying ahead. And I think this is where governments and the politicians are going to be um, essential and also you know, the members of um, central bank community in keeping that uh, you know, flow that they will um, do whatever is, is required. But actually, it's that uh, generating within individuals, within businesses uh, that will to be active, to be confident about uh, making investment again. And, and I actually think that's most probably one of the larger challenges that we will see as we go through the next few months that one will be trying to assess uh, you know, the depth of the income activity loss um, and what has to have intervention just to plug that gap. We'll have how long this is taking to uh, uh, try and get back to normal states of activity. And then, as I said, that confidence around them building on that. And that's where I think the authorities will need to provide you know, clarity and also clear signs of stimulus to provide that um, level of confidence when we start seeing activity rebuild as well. And that will be a significant challenge because in the backdrop, we will have this constant building up of um, budget deficits, of you know, huge balance use by central banks, and then the questions around how can that be uh, managed and what is the next stage that is both a combination of solvency for businesses and for individuals, but also to uh, to fund and uh, what the steps to uh, maintain that um, profile of, of intervention and debt that comes with it. Also on the call was Henkian Rickerink. He's head of Fidelity's solutions and multi-asset team. He hints here at some fundamental rethinking around asset allocation, especially where investors can look for income and return. Starting with income investments, obviously the the need for income is not going away. People are going to want it and with cash rates lower for longer and central banks wanting to keep them there, it becomes even more important to find stable and predictable income streams. That said, for income investors, they may need to reconsider at this point their allocation towards equities. As, as we've seen the start of, of both, um, reduction in buybacks and reductions in dividends, that, that's going to be less useful, obviously, for the income investor. This may be temporary, may return to normal, but that, that could take a number of years. Similarly, the crisis we're in um, also, uh, when we're, with fiscal deficits where they are, will also likely uh, reduce income from fixed income asset classes for a period of time. So those are both things that income investors need to think about. And income investors need to think about in essence, a trade-off potentially between a reliability of income versus a level of income. And maybe you need to think about wanting lower, more reliable, or, or potentially more volatile, uh, higher, more variable income. Moving to growth investors, I think one of the things we're thinking about for growth investors is they may need to think about the role that bonds play in a, in a multi-asset portfolio. With yields at the level that they are at, the degree of protection is likely to be lower, and investors may need to prepare for more volatility or to search for additional assets 
to provide that that protection. So there's a, there's a variety of ways, like I spoke for income and growth investors, but I need to think a little bit differently about asset allocation going forward. The investment team is hearing similar questions from clients, especially on how to diversify portfolios effectively when assets aren't behaving as they did before the crisis. Back to Andrew. That diversifier is a tough one. I think that uh, you know, when we look at uh, the correlations, it's now hard to uh, to build in that sort of clear offset that one had from government uh, bonds when you're down at the sort of yield levels and and more importantly the the aspects as we look forward um you know as i mentioned around budget deficits uh you know amazing numbers we're seeing with the sort of funding announcement of the US uh, treasury of 3 trillion um multiples of what we've seen before so there are likely to be challenges around that which funny enough plays back to uh, uh, what the authorities do you could see things like yield curve control kicking in into Western world, um, you know, and obviously into the to US uh, as much as we've seen it in places like Japan. These were used in um, uh, decades gone past, um, so it's not uh, without some level of precedent that could be seeing them coming back in. But when you look at that back into what does it mean for diversification, the opportunities may lie in very different areas, such as you know what happens around um, not just something like gold, but more resources and uh, look into what the supply and production side is going to um, uh, do in the real economy. And what does that mean looking forward for different parts of the commodities markets? Um, At the moment, they're reflecting very clearly the destruction of demand. But with that, we're seeing production and supply being taken out very rapidly. You know, elements around basic resources um, you know, could be interesting and could be very diversifying. When you give the uh, sort of economic um, backdrop, we look forward where bonds are going to be likely more challenged, yields being you know, kept low, that equity markets, uh, you know, volatility to be higher, um, certainly through uh, you know, its foreseeable um, future into uh, 2021. Uh, you know, that could be ways that um, you know, we could see you know, interesting uh, opportunities. In many of these things, it's also thinking through the, the tactical elements. You know, the environment will evolve quite rapidly, as we've seen uh, in the recent past. And as we get more information and insight, then the clarity around diversification may start to, to evolve more quickly. But I think the longer term um, perspective is back to if you can incorporate some of the asset classes that we're going to see, uh, I think, again, having their own challenges, such as real estate, infrastructure, um, which will be around, uh, you know, in effect, some ways, the, the income elements of that and uh, down to uh, degrees of counterparty risk, you know, tenant risk and so on, um, that's coming through that, you're likely to find that there's some very high quality um, uh, assets, some very good income stream production that will be very interesting and will uh, still have maybe not full diversification, but certainly have elements of diversification to some of the core parts of a public market um, exposure. And that's the end of this CIO update. We'll be back with our regular format next week, but with a special guest. You can hear more from Fidelity's investment team on the coronavirus crisis, market response and investment implications on both our Rich Pickings and Fidelity Answers podcast channels. Just search for Rich Pickings or Fidelity Answers in your podcast app. You can also read all of the latest thinking online at fidelityinstitutional.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Steve Gardner with technical support from Alex Wilcox. From all of us at Fidelity, goodbye. This-
This podcast is for investment professionals only and should not be relied on by private investors. This podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is intended only for the person or entities to which it is sent. It must not be reproduced or circulated to any other party without prior permission of Fidelity. The value of investments can go down as well as up, so you may get back less than you invest. For other important legal notices, please see our website.